Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, I'm Brenda. And I'm Julia. And you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Okay, we're just jumping in here. We're jumping on in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Rain 20s Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. We're jumping in because, like, we got on the Zoom and we were already, like, Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. We have things <sighs> to talk about. I just want to say off the bat, I'm so sorry that the audio is going to sound kind of crappy today. I don't, I forgot to bring my dongle thing to hook up my microphone. Hate that. So, but I, like, a new one is coming. So just today is going to be terrible, but then it won't be terrible anymore. But we still, we had to show up here. We had to. It's our obligation, our duty, and our, another word I can't think of. Our pride. And our pride. <laughs> um. So we're here. Sorry, the audio is crappy. I promise it'll be better next week. We have some other sad announcements. Oh, don't say sad. Like, it'll be, we'll be okay. Well, we'll talk about that in a moment. It's not really sad. It's just about an episode, but we'll talk about that in a moment. But first off, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to you, Ju. It's Valentine's Day while we're recording. How beautiful is that? I asked Brenda, are you sure you want to record? Because, well, I'm in New York right now, so I'm not with my significant other, but Brenda is home with hers. And so I said, Brenda, are you sure you want to record tonight? I don't want to impede on your Valentine's plans. And you said, I said, oh, wow, really reenacting. I said, (laughs) don't worry at all. (laughs) Um, And that it's no big deal. And that I just feel like for some reason, I don't know if it's this year or this month or, or I'm not sure, but I'm usually the type of person to go like super extra all out for like everything, especially things like Valentine's Day and like birthdays and stuff. But I don't like feel... I don't even think it's the need like it has nothing to do with like my relationship or my relationship to myself or like any of that all of that is like probably better than it's been but I think because there's a lot going on to celebrate which is maybe a a nice thing because there's a lot of other things we're celebrating right now I feel like those are kind of taking over the highs that these other things would normally like take place of yeah so I don't know so I don't feel like weird about it but also I think I probably wouldn't feel this way if I didn't know that I think the week which it really shouldn't be this way based on the conversations we've had about like finding joy in it every day but I think that just based on kind of the way we've laid out like how our work week is going to look over it's been the past couple of weeks and then just the next couple of weeks um just based on our timelines and schedules and all that stuff we've kind of just expect that we are going to be working a little bit more so Mm -hmm. I know that I have the weekend date to look forward to so I think that that's why I would feel that way because maybe if I didn't have that to look forward to maybe I wouldn't feel this way (laughs) yeah yeah and you have some bigger events happening which I think like what you said sometimes when you have like bigger things going on it kind of like overtakes the other things and then you feel like well I don't want to like do too much even though like we should do as much as we want to do um whatever I guess I don't I don't know about you but I get I don't feel like 
I don't feel the need to. I don't know how to yes. describe it. Yeah. And I think that that's different than not like feeling like you don't want to. Cause totally. I think sometimes that can be taken as like, oh, something's wrong. Whereas like you fucking know me. I love my birthday, but I haven't even given my birthday a second thought this no, year. Literally, I asked when I was like, what are you going to do for your birthday? And she was like, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> like, and yeah. loves her birthday. Yeah. Like, I really do. So you I don't know. It goes both ways. I think sweet. Yeah. We have too much going on this week. We have so much going on. But it's just interesting. Like, I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll get more clarity on all of it as time goes on. But it's interesting yeah. because I think normally, in the past at least, if I've ever said, like, oh, I'm not excited about my birthday, which like, I don't feel like I've ever said. But if so, I think it comes from a place of, like, mm-hmm. anxiety or sadness. Yes. But right now, it's, like, so much joy that, like, I almost don't need my birthday hype. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, no, I think that's super valid. Well, because you have, like, this big other thing that you're planning, and I think that's kind of taking over like your your social brain space yeah. um and your relationship brain space and you also have a lot at work going on so yeah kind of that's full. actually true like I think that if I didn't feel so secure right now in what we have and what we're doing and we like have to talk about our future and whatnot so much because of this um then maybe I would feel like oh shit like I'm not focusing on Valentine's Day fuck that's not good (laughs) but I really don't feel like that no and I think that's so like I don't know I I, I'm like I I did post for Valentine's Day I, I love that photo of us like I wanted to but I think that like the feeling the need to I'm doing air quotes like post for someone's birthday or Valentine's Day like it's just like sometimes it becomes a formality and not actually meaningful Mm. yeah I feel like I definitely you know I do I do know but at the same time I have to say I fall like into that trap for sure sure because I I 100% like I haven't posted yet today because I honestly haven't got a chance to and I've definitely said to myself I'm like oh before we hop off like I I want to Mm. or maybe I feel like I have to or if I don't then maybe people will think like I don't think I actually thought any of this yet until now but like oh like would it be weird if I didn't <laughs> like maybe right, I, I just feel like I wonder sometimes if we think like oh if I don't post will th- people think like something's wrong or something happened or like if you don't post for your friend's birthday of like you don't love them or we're not friends anymore like yeah you know? it's interesting because I do think people notice like as much as I want to say you don't like I do think that like for your closest friends like I feel like if somebody maybe not necessarily doesn't post for you, but like doesn't acknowledge like your birthday or doesn't acknowledge, I don't even know if that's the only example, something, then it it feels like weird. Even if we don't want it to be, it's like, hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, we're making sense, but it for some reason still feels like a little like existential. I know, I wonder if people are catching our drift. (laughs) Just catching our vibe. Just wondering. It's a little existential. But anyway, I think it's time for Pride and Pickle. My pride is that we finally booked a wedding venue and I'm so excited. And I'm extra excited because it is the venue that we saw first and that I didn't think like would work out for us for a bunch of reasons not because it wasn't right for us but just a lot of the financial aspects of things the timing 
Um, and the reason I'm extra proud beyond finally being able to like look forward to a date and being able to plan because I feel like people, even though it's not like up to them, they've been like, have you planned this? I'm like, no, I don't know where or when. So like, it's very I difficult. I don't know where I'm getting married. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, anything else yet. <laughs> yes. Because I'm like, if it's elsewhere on the planet or in five years from now, I don't need to plan. Um, but <laughs> the thing that I'm most proud of is- I love it if you would have texted me like, are you free like- 2034 <laughs> literally I was just like I just have to check because I feel like most people don't really plan like that far in advance in their lives but then I'm like you know what on the off chance that the people I love like have something no, I should we're checking. <laughs> um but the reason I'm most proud of this beyond all of those things is that I really feel like I we chose something that feels authentic to us and that I've said it since the beginning that it's what we keep trying to come back to. And to be very honest, um, over the past couple of weeks and especially days, we've definitely gotten, it's not negative pressure, but just like um, influence from people that we love about a different venue that we saw that they really feel like fit our vibe and our look and um, <clears throat> all of these things. And I think in a previous time in my life, not too long ago, I would have probably given into that not just because I value other people's opinions and like obviously maybe some pressure, but also because I would have like, I don't know, somehow assumed that like maybe they know better than mm, right than your real like gut instinct. Yeah. 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 And I'm really glad that we both didn't give in to that. Um because I, love I, would, that. I feel like that's something one that's a big thing for you on this wedding journey. And two, I feel like that's something that we're both like really kind of coming up against and stepping up to the plate too in a way even if we don't do it correctly all the time like needing to face a a like really following your own gut Mm -hmm. I feel like for the most part people like you know follow their gut like with like on the day to day Mm -hmm. but like I don't know I think there's like a deeper level of it Mm -hmm. and I think that your example of it is like a really good example and I feel like I've been dealing with that too of like like how to really follow my own gut and it's not so easy all the time it's not and I think there's a fear of like being wrong like I've definitely or or like what if I'm not feeling this the right way I think that's part of like the right aspect of kind of I I don't know learning yourself what if it's fear or what if it's anxiety or what if it's but also then what if it's not what if it is just what is really best for you Mm -hmm. and I think that either asking questions that we've asked ourselves before or really trying to get like it's really hard but really trying to get the emotion out of it and just coming back to the thing that we always say about like if nothing else mattered what would I want or what do I think I would want and letting that kind of lead you closer to that path because I think it's really easy to rule something out whether it's a venue whether it's a time of your life whether it's a job like it's really easy which I think a totally other thing, but like to to kind of feel like, okay, I already decided maybe against something like this. So maybe I shouldn't reopen that. Right. And I think that sometimes we close certain doors or chapters in our lives or decisions for reasons that like don't have much meaning and it's okay to reopen them. And sometimes we close them and they're meant to stay closed. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just interesting about like allowing yourself to explore that stuff without feeling the emotion that comes along with it and just letting yourself feel how reopening or keeping it closed makes you feel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah well said yeah and then my pickle hmm my pickle is what the heck is my pickle 
Hmm. Hmm. Oh, I mean, this is like a pickle slash. No. What was it? I'm so sorry. No, well, I was gonna say like. <laughs> okay. Um, I was gonna say that it depends on the night, but like some nights I. I start off, and this is genuine, I've been taking the night tea supplement that I've recommended to do from First Form, and it is, like, it helps me sleep so well, um, which I personally really need because I wake up pretty early, and I've been very, very consistent with that. Um, However, I've been finding now, which is something, like, I'll sleep really well for the beginning of my sleep, and deep and fucking great, and then... I do feel like rejuvenated, I guess, when I wake up, but when I, if I wake up before I'm supposed to wake up for whatever reasons, I don't know, Ellie moves or something and I go to pee, I'm having trouble falling back asleep. And Mm, I'm just like thinking about things like when nothing bad though, like, this is the weird part. Like, you know, that thing of like, you can't fall back asleep, but like, not that you don't need the sleep. We all need the sleep, but I'm like, I know I should go back to sleep. And, like, I'm okay right now, but I know I'm going to regret it later. So I'm, like, okay in the moment. And I genuinely do feel like I could, like, maybe start my day. But I shouldn't start my day at that time. It's just not healthy for anyone. Um, And nothing I'm thinking about is bad. It's all exciting stuff. But I do, I was going to say, though, like, I do love that you want to start your day. Like, yes, that's, well, that's why I like to pickle. Because later in the day, I feel this. And, like, sleep is really important. You absolutely should be getting eight hours absolutely um but I'm like not feeling the pickle of it all in the moment and I'm like really excited about life and then later on in the day I'm like damn I should have really just came up like a diet yeah yeah oh we need a sleep expert on I got questions all right I got questions man um my prize is that I'm in New York um for a job which is great and that's the pride but my real pride is that I get to have Chinese food today and I'm so so looking forward to it because there is not like good like New York Chinese food in LA like LA has excellent food all across the board amazing different kinds of Asian food like the Korean food Thai food like so so good but there is no like genuine New York Chinese food. And it's my favorite. It's my total comfort food. And I have been craving it. And I'm so excited to have it tonight. Oof, I love that for you. Okay, Chinese food, Julia. I'm so excited for Chinese food, Julia. My pickle, I don't want to get too far into it, but I feel like I should definitely share. But I don't really want to go. I'm not going to go into the details because I've like talked it like to its extreme and I need to just like start moving on okay which is the pickle of it all is I had a I had a really horrible day yesterday I had a really I had a, some really bad interactions with airport staff mm-hmm. um I've heard a lot of people have been having that experience lately really? yep um from multiple sources I've heard that they've had horrid interaction with airport staff lately um and so yeah, I did a really horrible interaction and I have a I have a really 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 hard time letting go of like people being mean, nasty, rude or unjust. Like yeah. I 
I really can't let go of it and I'm really trying and like in the end everything was fine and like things worked out but like I just like when people are just unjust or or mean or wrong like like I I have such a hard time letting that go and I need to let it go because it's not doing me any good holding on to it causing me a lot of anxiety and pain and me thinking about it is not going to like make them change their actions right um but man I'm having a really hard time letting it go yeah I get that too and that's really hard without even knowing like the intricacies of everything that's really hard and I'm the same way so I wish I could like offer better advice I think the only thing that like I don't want to say heal something like that but that eventually allows us to let go it's just like a little bit of time a little bit of time and, and I know but I'm like I want it gone because it's it gone I know like it's weighing on me so much and yeah. it's impeding like my joy in other areas mm. um, and my focus um and yeah it just sucks like I totally know that you're right and like in a few days I'll yeah feel but better. it's not like it's not like a helpful thing for right now like even if you know that eventually it'll fade it doesn't take away that it's like bothering you right now but I wonder like what advice someone that's not me would give in that instance because I feel like the only other things that come up is like distraction when I don't think I think what's something weighs on you so heavily like almost I don't want to say nothing but like it's very difficult to find something that's like distracting enough yeah yeah, I'm doing my I'm doing what I can like I'm doing my routines which help in the moment and I'm sure overall and I'm you know trying to stay distracted um but yeah it just sucks it yeah just, it's just icky I just like it just was, feels I know icky. that there's those type of people too that are able to just like let shit go and no, I'm, like, I'm not one of them I want to be you yeah I'm not one of them <laughs> so like I, I'm not judging you <laughs> and I would just love and it's also one of those things too that someone can tell you and you can also logically know yeah but you that like it. it's better to just like let it go or let it roll off you or like whatever but I can't embody it yet. Yeah. And I think that's okay. Like, I think knowing that I don't think in every instance you're going to be able to. And also, we've talked about this before. I think depending on so many other factors, like sometimes we can let certain things go more easily than others, depending on a lot, um, yeah. what we're more sensitive to, everything. But I also think that the things that we have the hardest time letting go of are the things that bring, not our morals, but things that bring morals that we value into question so like I know I experienced that also like you said mean people which feels like such a general statement but I get that because I think both you and I very very actively even on days where we maybe aren't the like maybe like could have like a quicker temper or something I don't fucking know like we so actively go out of our way to like make a positive impact on people I literally cannot understand mean people like yeah. I, my brain like cannot understand it. yeah and I think that's why it's like it's so shocking because you you can't even for a lot of things I think we can put ourselves in someone else's shoes and be like okay maybe that like I could see it in this way but it's like you cannot even for a moment swap places no. with someone because you would handle something so differently yeah literally and I think that that yeah. like rattles me too because I like literally can't compute it yeah and you've said before we talked about this when we had the human design expert on about how like we can't wrap our mind like you said mean people frustration um anger like stuff like that and how those types of reactions cause such a negative reaction in us and then we're frustrated for being so affected by that 
Yeah. I mean, it feels good to be not alone. <laughs> uh, honestly, like your little like teamwork with me, like is making me feel a little better. Oh, I'm glad. I mean, I, I, I feel that way. Yeah. I'm sorry. So, yeah, so that's my goal, but I'm, I'm trying, trying to like move forward and let it go and not like ruin my time and like just trying to be present because like me thinking about it doesn't change the situation Mm -hmm. it doesn't teach anybody a lesson it doesn't I can't go back and fix and like redo what happened like so it really doesn't do me any good doesn't do me any good yeah Um, so we're trying out here yes and she will she will prevail that's uncomfortable yeah it's yeah that's a good word for it it's like so uncomfortable yeah but anyway, on to a happier topic. Well, first the sad news. <laughs> We're really up and down here. We really are. Um, the sad news is that we recorded an incredible episode with this amazing, amazing um wedding business coach, educator, and planner. Um, her name is Terica. You can find her at introducing Terica on Instagram. That's introducing Terica on Instagram. She was amazing. We asked her like every wedding question that you could ever want. It was such a fun episode. It was so educational. And she was like a literal light. Like her energy was so amazing. She was so fun and funny. Um, And unfortunately, Zoom fucked us and we lost the episode, which I'm deeply sorry to her about and deeply sorry to you guys about because it was a really good episode um so yeah so unfortunately unless there's some magic in the air we won't be hearing that episode but we're going to talk a little bit about what we talked about in that episode um and I hope that you guys go and check Terika out because she's amazing she um does a lot of Q&A for the knot so if you follow the knot you'll see her on there a lot um, and she's just like so cool. She's so cool. Her energy was so incredible. Like we just we never met her before. Obviously, we never really meet many of our guests before we um connect with them on our show. But it she we just vibed like so well. We just we were so on the same page, even though she was teaching us so much. And so much. Yeah, she taught us so much. And there's so, so we continue to learn. There are so many areas that we oh have yet yeah. to learn. We only scratched the surface, obviously. Like yeah. you can't talk about every little piece of a wedding in 45 minutes, but we did get into a lot. And what I want to know is like what was like the biggest thing that you had a pers- like perspective change on from before and after the episode? Yeah. Hmm. I think there were so many things, but I think that which actually, I guess, helped me when it comes to making some of the recent decisions that we made is that she was talking about it kind of like your wedding feeling like telling your story. She said it in different words, but something about like having a space feel like you. Yes. And that I was think, the biggest thing I right? do. Yes. I and just expand on that for a moment, though, because so people know yeah. what that means. Of course. So she was explaining. So she has like two different aspects of what she does. She obviously does like the wedding planning itself. Um, she also coaches people on being wedding planners and then she also does a lot of design for the day of and I think that she just focuses with all of those like strengths she focuses on making your wedding feel like an experience Mm -hmm. and feeling like you and your partner and 
yeah. whether it's like with the ambiance with and the, telling the story of you of and your, your love partner, whatever yeah. that story is for that particular couple yes and it's funny because I I don't I actually have not been to many weddings so I can't like say that I know anything about this but at least from like the buzz I don't think that that's always the focus. Like, I think that depending on maybe who you're working with, depending on what you know or don't know, which is why I'm so grateful that we get to talk to people like this to help influence us and just like open our brains a little bit and remind us of like the whole reason behind why these events even happen. Like it is to celebrate your love and tell the story of your love and um, of the connection that you have. And she just really made that a strong takeaway like with the little details and I think that on top of that she made it really clear to me how important it is to work with people who are willing to take the time to understand that especially because you're making such a big investment and financial commitment that yeah she really just like rang home to me that it's not just like hiring someone random um or someone for x y and z and again everyone's situation is different but I think that it made me think about now that we have like our venue picked out that really feels like it tells it feels like us when we walked in um and so many like little other things and I know that like the time of the year and like all of those things aren't always things you can control depending on your like financials depending on I don't fucking know work whatever can get in the way of you picking a specific date but I think that continuing to come back to like what what feels like us um is such a beautiful way to kind of get closer to what you envision Um, and nobody else can tell you that so I think that working with people or it's a great question like does this feel like us does this tell our story yeah and I think that that can be as simple or as intricate as like Mm -hmm. you want it to feel like we were even in terms of like venues and ambiance I think kind of what we were talking about with like gut and whatnot before like there was part of me that was like I just kind of want to know like what the right decision is and I was I don't know that I was frustrated but I was like impatient because I I'm like we've seen so many places I would have expected to like know something was right by now and I think sometimes it just takes like asking yourself different questions because the venue that we ended up choosing was the very first one that we saw Mm. where we felt really connected to but like had written off for other reasons so Mm. I think it's just like letting yourself explore other questions but yeah she was fucking awesome yeah and I like and I really don't think that that I think you could do that on whatever budget you're on in terms of like curating an experience that is really the story of you and your partner and I've been to I've been to a few weddings I wouldn't say I've been to the most weddings I probably will be to the most weddings in like the next few months and years um so many coming but to the few I have been to, I think that that is something you really can tell. Like you really can tell if you walk into a wedding and it's just kind of generic and, you know, it doesn't feel like in any way kind of curated or personal Mm -hmm. and it could, and sometimes those are the most expensive ones. Like it just doesn't feel like personal or curated in any kind of like experiential way and the opposite of when you do walk into a wedding and you're like wow like this really feels like Brenda and Chris and it could be really like in the little things or really in picking like you said picking a venue that really feels like you guys or you know like and I just think that there's so many ways to curate that you know, mm-hmm. that you can do when you're, you know, at the lowest end or the highest end of the budget and just totally. like really honing in on 
that I think is so beautiful because that's what your guests are coming to do. Like you're coming to celebrate this union and this step of these two people and it should feel like them. Yeah. And it's just, it's so interesting to go into like an experience with that in mind. I don't know. And it's also like, obviously there are other factors that matter to people and whatnot, but I think that a lot of times, well, no, not a lot of times now, um, even it feeling like you doesn't have to be like, I think I also, this is what I was confused about when it came to feeling like you, Mm -hmm. like, I am not like a stylish person, let's say. When people picture what type of dress I'm going to wear, I guarantee people are picturing like a princess ballroom dress. And like, that is just one of the many examples of ways in which I don't want it to quote unquote feel like me is I really feel like I have this like desire to, in terms of like style, like I'm certain when people think of what are your bridesmaids going to wear? People are like, oh, they're going to wear like peachy, like light pink. And that's also something where I'm like, no, like I'm very adamant about aspects of things that feel predictable, not even in a bad way, but like just predictable that I want to do the opposite. But that doesn't mean that I'm like faking my way through it. It's just, I don't know how to describe it. It kind of feels like a- That just is not like, that's just not like vibing with you. Like, yeah. And I think it also feels like a, I don't know how to describe it. It's not a declaration. Um, it just, I feels like it symbolizes like growth in a different way to me. I don't really know how to describe yeah. it. Um, yeah, what people like might've expected you to want or like, I, you know, I think like a lot of girls dream of their wedding. Mm-hmm. They think it's really unfair to hold women to the, their childhood dream of their wedding. Mm-hmm. Like I've said some things of like, oh, I don't think I would want that. Or like, I don't know about that. And then people will be like, but you used to like love stuff like that. Yeah, used to. Like that was a younger version of me. And like, I think you have to do what is like that authentic version of you guys at that point in your life. And like, that's going to change too. And you might look back in 20 years and be like, that's so funny. Like, we don't like that style anymore. But like, that is your story at that time. Right. And I think that, I think that that's what it's about. I think you said it really well is, I think it's just like making a so much of this between like the small decisions to the big ones, to the way that we like represent it is that in all of these years that we've been together we've changed so much and we've grown obviously together but like also like a whole yeah, lot individually yeah. and I think that making certain decisions feel like a representation of that too and I think like if you're feeling like well how do I make something feel like me I think what Brenda is saying is right on the money of like really like asking yourself like does this feel like us? And if the answer is yes, then it's going to feel like that to your guests too. Yeah, I think so too. And I think and it I'm comes back like, down oh, to- this is the most expensive option. Like even Brenda asked me, it was funny. I did. Brenda asked me, she's like, is there like, should I choose the most expensive meal plan or is it okay to choose this like little other one? And I was like, you shouldn't just choose something because it's the most expensive. That doesn't mean it's the best. The things yeah. on that menu, no one was going to order. No, and then so Julia's like, like the Brenda, other one was definitely way more anything. authentic to you and the guests that are coming to your party. Yes, and Julia's like, you wouldn't even eat any of that. And I was like, you're right, I literally wouldn't. Like, expensive does not mean that it's the right choice. Yeah, and I think that that's what's nice about having not just, like, friends that you can trust or friends who have been to weddings or friends who care about you and whatnot is, like, just, like, running things by people because there are just some things that you don't know. Like, when it comes to a formal event like this, like, I genuinely, beyond, I'm like, I just don't fucking know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'm learning now, but 
it, I think there's this sense of like, what's quote unquote normal, which I'm not saying should be the standard, but it's like, um, what is, what is normal? What do people do? This is quote unquote, this necessary. Right. And that's a lot of the questions that we asked. Um, Terika also was like, what can you cut out? What is, I don't fucking know, like part of the tradition. That's like a beautiful thing. Like something that actually Julia and I talked about, um, a couple of weeks ago was in terms of the first look, we both were like, oh, no. He changed no. my like, opinion on that for sure. He changed my opinion on yeah. it too. And Brent like, and I were like not into the first look. And now I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. Well, because the way that she laid that out was like, you know, talking about like one that that is really a beautiful moment between just the couple and like the yeah. whole night you don't get to be just the two of you. Yeah. Like the whole night you're with other people. And totally. like have a moment that really is just the two of you. Like I didn't really think about it in that light. And that mm -hmm. is so beautiful to get to have like the one moment of this night that is supposed to be about the two of you to actually have it be about the two of you. Yes. And I thought that, that was really beautiful. So that changed my mind on it in the first place. And then the second thing, which is like a little less important to that, but still of like, yes, you, you're creating this experience for like yourself and your guests. And like, you want the flow of that to be a certain way. And like, if you're you like, you don't want to like have to like leave your cocktail hour to do a million pictures because you didn't mm. do them before and miss your guests and your parties and your celebration. And like, I, I understand that now. Yeah. Me too. And I think that she definitely got my gears turning and granted, like sometimes the financial aspect of things can determine whether or not it's possible, but she definitely got my gears turning about who, like, if I do need, or not even need, if I want someone to help with like the coordinating of it all, because I think that like something that I just know about my personality is I do want things to go right. And I do want all of that. But I also know that sometimes when I'm focusing on stuff like that, it is difficult for me to be present. So yeah. I think whether it is like if like the financial aspect gets in the way because there's a lot of stuff going on like whether it is like being really real with people that I love about like maybe like one little thing that could be helpful um that would I don't know be less of a distraction or I don't yeah. I don't know and I guess we talked we'll a lot that. about that throughout the whole episode about like plant like the job of the planners and coordinators yeah. um one, and we talked about how do you find the right person for you? And her advice there was like, when you're hiring a planner or a coordinator of like, kind of the same thing about before, like be really honest with yourself about what you want and also have them be really honest with you. And mm -hmm. like, don't let them, you know, don't let them like sell you a dream that's not your dream. Like you have, you guys have to line up just as if you were like finding a partner in a relationship. Yeah. Um, but then we did talk about how, you know, you really want to be able to be present on your day. And there's so much going on of like, do the flowers need to move from the altar to the tables? Do, like, when does the band start playing? Blah, blah, blah. Like all these little things that you really do want someone, if you can afford it, a coordinator, or if you can't afford it, assigning people to do, mm -hmm. to run those aspects. Because if you're and especially you, Brenna, who is such a planner and who is so like wanting things to be curated in a certain way. If you're worried about the flowers getting moved from point A to point B, you are not going to be present. And yeah, your day and I think that little events like show me that. And it, again, it's it's genuinely it's not even that I'm. Right. Like, we all example. hosted a dinner party and no, yes. and at the end said I wasn't present for that at all because I was worried about getting this out and that out and this moved and this cleaned. 
Exactly. And we just had um, a Galentine's Day this weekend, which was so lovely. And I found myself like I re- I just feel I feel exactly the way that you said sometimes where I'm like, I so badly want to like be in this moment but we have such a big heart like we want people to be happy and and, you want to make a nice experience for your guests yeah and I think that's why I was like in I was intentional granted haven't planned a thing for it yet but um like for our engagement party like when it comes to food like I think also when it comes to food obviously I love decorating but I think decorating brings me a little bit less stress because it feels like more fun and like at the end of the day if I don't know something isn't decorated like it's not the end of the world I think food brings me extra stress and maybe it's for most people, but because I feel like not so talented around food, I think I like overcompensate because I don't like, I just, I don't, I'm not talented or skilled in that area. But that's, that's so funny. Cause that's like the same area as before is like, like Friendsgiving, like Brenda's trying to put out like 74 desserts. I'm like, Brenda, no one's going to eat this. Like, yes. no one's going to eat any it's so true, but like I, it's like for coming from a place of, of course, love, but of also insecurity. Course, so anyway, the areas where I feel that. that in, I'm like, okay, dad, you got this. <laughs> or like someone, you got this. Cause it's just not something that, um. But it's also taking your energy so. that you should really be putting into enjoying your event. Yeah, definitely. And I think that I'm, I'm looking forward to feeling that even more over time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think that that's really I took away from that episode. I was like, Oof, I yeah, like a coordinator or a planner is like somewhere to put your money. The other things she said that were like the three most important things to like put your money on if, you know, you have to make picks and chooses was a photographer because you're going to want to remember it. It's the only thing you have to pass down to like the people, your kids, your grandkids, blah, blah, blah. They won't ever get to be there, but they'll get to see the pictures. Music because mm-hmm. you want people having fun and dancing and booze and Mm -hmm. I totally agree with those three things yeah and I think that like we we talked about it feeling like you but I think also remembering like what aspects of that like you don't need to drive yourself necessarily crazy over like really having it feel authentic but also knowing that like people remember some of the simple things too food (laughs) music And their experience, right? Like people don't really care about, like she said, the example of people don't care about like the $5 target flip flops that Mm -hmm. if you buy a hundred of them, you're spending $500 on like to give out on the dance floor. She's like, people don't care about the $5 flip flops that are going to make their, like, so they could take their shoes off. Like people care about like the music being really good or, or, you know, like, or access to you know a bar which will create a fun if you people that drink that will which will create a fun experience like it was it was good to have that perspective of like I think we can get so caught up in like and especially wanting to make something feel like you like oh like I have to do all these little details and it's like think about what's really going to create like the experience of the night don't don't if if it's the choice between like the better band or DJ and the $5 flip flops, like go with the better band or DJ. Yeah. Was hard. Yeah. Which I agree with. Thank you. Yeah. Any last like real standout takeaways um, or like things that you wanted to share since mm-hmm. you are the bride today? That's so crazy. Um, I think it's just like a personal thing. Is that like the more that, we either talk about these things or whatever it just like everything just feels like it's happening in the way that it's supposed to like in terms of every aspect of timing and like also that this really feels right which is like a nice 
feeling to feel for me because I think a lot of times I even if I share it or if I don't like I do overthink like oh is this right because I think we're human and we do that um meaning in terms of like is this right to do right now like is is I don't know just in terms of of timing I think that question comes up but it's like it, it everything feels really right and it's a very peaceful feeling for someone like me to feel yeah. and like yeah and it's like, like any time that I like think about certain moments it just makes me really excited for actually getting to be in those moments and getting to share these moments with people that we love and for me to share with Chris because every time that I think about it like I really do get emotional and like I don't even know what it's going to be like but even picturing it for a second on that day or moments leading up to it like I truly get emotional so that oh. I, I don't know, that feels reaffirming that everything is good <laughs> yeah I love that well guys I'm really sorry that you couldn't didn't get to hear Tarika's episode but these were just some of the things that stood out to us that we wanted to share with you because she's so amazing. Please go give her a follow on Instagram. Check out all her stuff. She's she's really, really killer. We had a great time talking to her. Yeah. And um, whether, you know, you're loving yourself or loving someone else, I hope everyone's having a really fabulous Valentine's Day. Yes, we love you guys so much. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe. You're never alone. Our pride sticks together. Tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring Twenties Podcast. You get to start your week with us and end your week with us. With love, Brenda and Julia. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.